Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 395, a post-Eagles playoff exit episode. We're going to get into everything from the game. Going to get into a couple just housekeeping things and uh, the longest football season of my life has finally come to an end. So we're going to Recap everything and uh, hope you guys are along for the ride. But before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the boys over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com right now, fill up your cart, get the blue light glasses, sunglasses, everything in between, TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP, you get 25% off your entire order. From the boys over at Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, get the Surfside Iced Teas at StatesideVodka.com, you gotta be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. And our boys over at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. So obviously, it's always tough when an Eagle season comes to an end. And that's exactly what happened on Sunday. Uh, as the Eagles lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, 31-15. to And quite honestly, guys, we have talked about this a number of times on this show, dating all the way back to August, maybe even July, but definitely August, September, like going into this Eagles season with everything that changed over, uh, you know, obviously rookie head coach with Nick Sirianni, essentially rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. It was a free punt year. It was a free play. We said that on the show. Matt and I both said, this is a free play year. Whatever happens, happens. It's like getting a free bet. You place that bet, you you win something. If not, cool. It was a free bet. You know, you're not losing money either way. But I think the, the overall takeaway I have from this game is, one, very cool that the Eagles made the playoffs this year. Uh, under the, the circumstances of everything, trying to figure out a lot about this team from going from two and five to, you know, going seven and two down the stretch to make the playoffs. Um, I thought was super, you know, a valiant effort, resilient effort from this team. 
And when you go in and play the defending champs in their building, you have to bring your A game. And the Eagles, for three quarters, did not bring their A game. They looked rattled. They looked frazzled. But that's what happens when you're playing the defending champs who have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They have the GOAT at quarterback, and he's always going to find a way. And that's exactly what they did. They went up early. They made sure they kept their foot on the gas pedal, and they didn't let the Eagles get back into this game. Now, the biggest thing is, for me, you use this game as a litmus test for where this organization is at. You lose 31-15, you scored 15 unanswered in the uh, the fourth quarter. Great, very fun. You got to use this as a litmus test to really figure out what this team is lacking. And I'll tell you right now, the biggest thing they're lacking is offensive playmakers. They're lacking a pass rush on the outside edge. They're lacking linebackers, and they're lacking secondary depth. As the seven seed in the playoffs and lacking all of that on top of your quarterback playing injured with that ankle injury, looking very like this is his first time in this spotlight, which is fine. It's okay for young quarterbacks in their first postseason appearance to get razzled, to get dazzled, and to get frazzled. It happens. But when the coaching game plan is as bad as it was for three quarters, there needs, like, this coaching staff, whoever ends up surviving this needs to learn how to adjust in game it is a problem for this team four out of their last five games this season they went scoreless in the first quarter like that's a problem if you're gonna start slow like that you're not gonna win football games in the nfl to get four out of five games starting that slow it's just, it's not the recipe for success. And that is why the Eagles find themselves finishing the 2021 season at 9-9 nine and nine and out of the playoffs. They, they lacked the ability to adjust in-game. They lacked the ability to start quick. And a lot of that is coaching, game plan, being very subpar. And a lot of that is also lack of talent on the offense. You know, Dallas Goddard, as much as you want to, you know, praise him for big catches that he makes and, you know, gets up and, and gets down the field, there's been a number of times where Dallas Goddard has come up short in big situations and his hands turn into bricks and he's dropping passes. To be force feet, and I'm going to get into number 18 in, in a whole full-blown breakdown but to force feed number 18 targets over Devonte smith throughout this game was organizational malpractice and i'm going to get into number 18 right now actually because jalen rager should not be on this football team right now the fact that he is still on this roster was not left in tampa was not you know forced to walk home that dude is a certified, bona fide, 
grade A, class A loser. He's a losing football player. And I'm I'm sorry to, to you know, if I hurt anybody's feelings, if Jalen ends up listening to this, I'm sorry. But dude is a certified loser of a football player. And I see so many people trying to compare. It's like, oh, wow, Nelson Aguilar was better than, than Jalen Rager. Yeah, no shit. Nelson Aguilar is leaps and bounds a better football player than Jalen Rager could ever imagine being. Nelson Aguilar had nine catches in Super Bowl 52 and was a key reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017. Jalen Rager can't even have nightmares about playing in the Super Bowl. That's how bad he is. That dude finished this season. I'm going to pull up Jalen Rager's stats for the 2021 season because, my God, my God. These are his career stats. 64 receptions, 695 yards, and three touchdowns. 695 yards in his two-year career. Jalen Rager finished this season 33 catches, 299 yards, and two touchdowns. My goodness. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports team's go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. The most receiving yards he had in a game was that Washington game in week 15 when he finished with three catches for 57 yards. Wow. Wow. His one, his last receiving touchdown came against the Raiders, and he had one in week one against the Falcons. The dude is a certified, bona fide loser. 299 yards. He played in 11 games in 2020 and had more receiving yards than he did in 17 games this season for the Philadelphia Eagles. This dude, I don't care that he was a first-round pick. I don't care that he's on a rookie contract. I don't care what the dead cap hit is. I don't care what any of that results in. There is no justifiable reason for Jalen Rager to be in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform ever again after this season. He has proven time and time again that he's not a winning football player. He's not conducive to winning a football game. He only hurts this team whenever he's on the field because they feel like they have to force him the ball and he can't even catch. And that fumble he had in this game against Tampa Bay on that punt return 
when he fumbled that away, you saw the life absolutely eviscerate itself and evaporate out of the Philadelphia Eagles roster. After he did that, it was like, oh, we don't have a chance. Momentum completely shifted once again in full favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I swear, if Jalen Rager survives one day out of the the new year after this season when you can start cutting players and getting rid of them, I, I don't know if I can watch the Eagles at that point. I, I need Jalen Rager so far gone from this team that it's not even funny at this point. Like, the dude is just... He, he never takes blame. He always deflects it. He's just such a loser. Like, he gets me so angry how badly this dude just does not want to be good. He, he never takes accountability. And I just don't understand the continuous force feeding of Jalen Rager into this offense, into the special teams, into any aspect of this team. After the season he had as technically your wide receiver three, 299 yards. Like, what the fuck? Dude, like, (laughs) you, you could have somebody off the street do that type of performance for you. There's just absolutely no reason why. There's no justifiable reason. As to why Jalen Rager deserves an NFL roster spot after this season. Chalk it up. He might be a top three bust in Philadelphia Eagles history. Because the dude just can't catch and he's a wide receiver. He can't return kicks. He can't return punts. I saw a tweet back from 2020 when we drafted this loser. That the Eagles put out a side-by-side video clip of Deshaun Jackson's Miracle at the Meadowlands punt return and a college punt return that was muffed and returned for a touchdown by Jalen Rager and said two birds of a feather. That tweet is a war crime now. And the fact that it's still up blows my mind. That tweet... There's, there's no need ever to compare Jalen Rager to Deshaun Jackson and I sit here and I never want to tear apart good friends but the boy Jamie Plunkett who came on this show after the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager and told me Jalen Rager's ceiling is Tyreek Hill I want to pull my hair out because, I'm sorry, Jalen Rager's nowhere close to Tyreek Hill, Jamie. He's nowhere close to Tyreek Hill. He'll never sniff Tyreek Hill. He'll never be in the same room as Tyreek Hill. Jalen Rager's a bona fide loser. And uh, on Wednesday night show with Matt, we are going to have the trial of Jalen Rager. To ban him from this podcast... To never speak of him again. uh, Because I think he has earned that right. We've had that happen for a few people and a few athletes on this show. Um, But we will have the trial of Jalen Rager go down on Wednesday night's show. 
um, because there's no need to have loser energy on this football team. And that's exactly what Jalen Rager brings to the table. Loser mentality, loser energy, and I don't want losers on this football team. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. But like I was saying, I think this this game for the Eagles, it gave us a litmus test to kind of determine where we are in the grand scheme of, of competing for a championship. Obviously, everybody knew going into this year, we were not going to go mess around and win the Super Bowl. Absolutely not. was not the case. Um, there's a lot of evaluating talent-wise that this team has to do going into the 2022 season. You have to figure out a lot at the running back position. I don't think Miles Sanders should be back. He's going to be too expensive, and I think you can do better at the running back position. You absolutely have to go and get a playmaker to go opposite of Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins is a fine wide receiver three or four on a good team. He can't be a, a week-in and week-out wide receiver two. It's just not conducive to what you want to do as a football team, um, I'm all in on going and getting Calvin Ridley for this team. It's another guy that Jalen Hurts knows from Alabama. It's another guy that is very good at catching passes. And he's the perfect complementary piece to Devontae Smith as a big body possession wide receiver. And um, I just think that he's a, a perfect fit for this team. I know he's a little bit older for how long he's been in the NFL. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, he just turned 27, even though he was drafted in 2018. <laughs> um, so he's like close to my age. Um, but he is the perfect fit, in my opinion, for the Eagles to go out and get and I would trade like a second round pick and Jalen Rager to go get Calvin Ridley. And I would still draft a wide receiver um, in this draft with one of our first round picks. I would still try and go and sign a uh, free agent wide receiver, which I'm going to pull up here. The list of free agent wide receivers. Uh, if you were, this is obviously if you were to go and trade for Calvin Ridley is how I would gauge uh, who you go and sign to be kind of that third wide receiver. But, uh, you know, there's guys out there like Jamison Crowder. There's guys out there like Will Fuller if he can stay healthy, obviously. Um, and if you can't go and trade for Calvin Ridley, I would go and sign Mike Williams in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, there's, you know... <laughs> 
They get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You know, there's guys like Marquise Goodwin, who was here before. Christian Kirk, um, Josh Reynolds, I think, would be a phenomenal wide receiver three for this team. DJ Chark coming off an injury, I think, would be an interesting signing. Um, you know, there's a, a decent amount of depth wide receivers. Alan Lazard is going to be a free agent. He's a restricted free agent, but I would try to take a look at him. Russell Gage from the Falcons is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a restricted free agent. I would take a look at him. Um, there's a number of wide receivers out there right now that I think the Eagles should be targeting in free agency. They should be targeting Calvin Ridley in a trade. And I think it will make a lot of sense moving forward for this offense to have a big body like that opposite of Devontae Smith. There's a lot of evaluating that's going to go on throughout this offseason. We're going to talk about it all offseason long on this show, so don't worry. The football talk's not going anywhere. Um, it's the offseason. It's the most interesting time of the NFL season. It's just the fun, the speculation, the tinfoil hat theories, all that good stuff. We're going to have tons of mock drafts. Uh, our new senior fantasy football analyst, Mikey Ostrowski, I'm sure, is going to be tapping in for some of these during draft season. He's got a, a fun, you know, fantasy-related uh, mock draft blog going up on our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. It should be up by the time you guys are listening to this. And uh, he's got the Eagles drafting a very fun wide receiver that I'm definitely going to dig into a lot. Um, but it is the off season now, and quite honestly, it's – it's a it's a two-sided coin feeling for me where in terms of like trying to get some rest now in real life uh is great now that football season has come to an end but this has also been the most like exhilarating on the go wild five month stretch of my life um obviously i i travel a ton in the summer covering the PLL and, and going to different cities and different states and everything like that. <clears throat> but I've been covering football at some sort of level this year since like mid-August. Obviously, everything we do with the Dan Russo show, and then I got hired to call all of the Vineland football games on Friday nights in the booth with my partner, Rich Scarpa, and then... Everything we do covering the Eagles on this show, with the main pod, with Eagles enemies, booking guests for that show, which we had every single week, so for two, um, which was unfortunate, but it happens hilarious that it was the same team as well. Um, but, you know, having 17 episodes of Eagles enemies this year uh, in the regular season, and then the, the ones we had in the uh the preseason as well so booking all of those making sure we had those scheduled out and and ready to roll and um and then obviously you know 
having the opportunity to get brought on board with Bell and the Birdmen, uh, with John Barchard and Vince Quinn this year as an on-site producer for every single Eagles game day that I was able to make it to. I think I only missed two this season uh, because I was covering the PLL Championship game week two against the 49ers and then the Detroit Lions game. Sarah and Matt obviously were getting hitched. They were getting married and I was in the wedding and would have been there even if I wasn't because it's my sister and my now brother-in-law and my co-host. Um, but getting a chance to kind of learn a new aspect of this craft from a producer standpoint, running a live show for three, four hours every single week on the fly, making sure things are running smoothly, getting to tap in and, and be kind of on a third mic situation, fourth mic situation uh, to be able to give takes, give updates, you know, kind of flashing to me as, as the guy to scroll the internet with. It was a new role for me. And I learned so much this football season, not only about the game from being up in the booth and, and covering it from a high school perspective and, and kind of learning a lot of ins and outs of, you know, what it takes to be a play-by-play a, a -play voice. And, you know, I had a blast doing that this season. And I'm hoping, you know, I'll, I'll be called back up into the booth next season and, and get another crack at things. Um but to have a full season with a partner as well and kind of bouncing off each other and learning the intricacies of the game of football, it was a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot. It helped me in terms of covering the Eagles, in terms of covering the NFL, and then learning the production side of things even more than I get a chance to with running day-to-day -day stuff here with Underground Sports, um, mostly because I am on the mic a lot, um, getting to learn a lot of the production intricacies and kind of what goes into that live show week in and week out and, you know, learning, you know, some of the equipment I've had for years now and learning different parts of it and, and how it actually should work, uh, is all valuable information I'm going to have in the back of my pocket now until the day I die. So, I mean, this this football season from violent football to everything we did underground sports wise to Bell and the Birdmen I mean I learned a lot about myself about my work ethic about how freaking hard I work and um certainly don't give myself enough credit which is crazy to think about but um would not have traded these last 5 months for anything this was one of the most fun rides I've had in a long time um you know it really taught me a lot about myself about football about you know working as a team and it's only made me a better podcaster and I think as we continue to go forward um it's only it's only gonna get better you know, everything we do here with Underground Sports, everything that I've been able to put into this thing. And, you know, as we get set for, you know, celebrating another year underground, um, the, the production content and everything that we are going to be putting out from here on out is going to be very on point. It's not going to be lackadaisical. It's not going to be 
a lot of just mishmash stuff. We are, we are, I'm taking a lot that I learned this year, these past five months and, and really applying it. And, uh, I can't thank John Barchard and Vince Quinn enough and everybody, uh, with Bell and the Birdman who I got a chance to meet, interact with, build friendships with this year was an absolute joy of a lifetime. And, uh, that's just getting started. It's a it's a fun branch of this media career that I'm I'm trying to build for myself and for my team here at Underground Sports. Um, so I mean, for every single person who hopped on Eagles Enemies this year, um, whether you were an in-house Underground Sports employee or somebody who uh, you know took time out of their busy schedule to hop on a podcast with. Uh, a kid from South Jersey just trying to build something special and, and keep a series that was built out of the clouds with my good friend Wes Euler. Um, can't thank you enough, you know, from every single guest, every single week. Uh, you know, everything with Bell and the Birdman, Fineland football. These last five months have been a roller coaster, and it's a roller coaster I would get on and ride every single day. So I appreciate every single person who's tuned in for coverage um, of regular season and postseason Eagles football. You know, there's a lot that we, we try to balance from day-to-day operations here that make things pretty difficult. Um, but we manage it and we get through and we, we learn from mistakes and, and we keep it riding. And uh, it's all thanks to you guys who listen at home and, and support what we do and see our vision and, and know what we're trying to accomplish here. So from the bottom of my heart, big thank you to everybody who has supported uh, myself, my our crew here, and uh, anybody who uh, you know tapped in during this football season. It, it really means a lot. Football season is our busiest season of the year. Top bins, top tier commentary, top drawer, upper ninety. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it we always went, goes. Like, like, we like, minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Not only with football, but, you know, obviously with lacrosse coverage that we do as a, a main staple of this network. And, um, you know, it, it, it really means a lot when 
people are tuning in and, and supporting everything we do here during those busy times, during those down lull times, and we have a lot of big things coming this off season. So buckle up, get ready, strap in, because I'm excited. I, I feel like a, a real sense of just wanting to put out the best possible content we can. We have some big announcements coming over the next couple of weeks, so you're not going to want to miss that. That's why you got to follow us on social media at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. That's KBizzle11, but the E is a three. Shout out to AOL Instant Messenger for uh, making my handle. Um, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, where all of our written content lives. Hoping to work on some updates to the website very soon as well. And subscribe, 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 subscribe to the podcast feed. If it's on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, It really goes a long way. It really helps a lot more people get eyes on the show, on that platform, kind of boost the algorithm a bit, lets more people find this show, and lets them join the underground army that we're building up here. Um, Because you guys are the best goddamn podcast listeners on the planet. But five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And we know they're five stars. Also, leave a five-star rating on Spotify because you can do that now. Shout out to Spotify. Not a sponsor, but shout out to you guys for getting with the times and allowing the listeners to leave five-star ratings now on the Spotify feed. And you can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Check out the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash PHI for uh, the live shows for Steven Schneider's absolutely insane wild wonky world of digital golfing and uh big thank you to our sponsors main auto llc Dujarms pro foot security 21 security systems paul j gillespie incorporated mark ronchetti cpa llc and the dental wellness center of vineland and of course tomahawk shade stateside vodka and kenwood beer you guys can go to TomahawkShades.com, use promo code USP at checkout. You get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, get the vodka soda party packs, the Surfside iced teas, all that good stuff at StatesideVodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so and of course please drink responsibly this has been another episode episode number 395 to be exact of underground sports philadelphia i'm your boy kb we'll catch you guys live for the trial of jalen rager wednesday night twitch.tv slash underground sports phi and uh until then i am signing off peace (laughs) 